0: Episode 4, Overcoming Financial Lack and Poverty. And I'm really interested to hear what you've got to say, because this is really all about money and addiction. And my addiction had taken me to complete financial lack. In fact, I had nothing. And if I call it poverty, yeah, it was my poverty. I can't say that I was in poverty, as the word poverty shows in the world today. But I did end up in all-night cinemas with all the other homeless people and tramps, just to be amongst people i i thought would be okay to hang around with but uh at the end of the day that's where i ended up in in my journey of poverty so daniel thank you again and just let you take it over here and tell us about your overcoming financial lack poverty
1: thanks chris Uh, awesome to be here again and i really appreciate the always the opportunity to share um hoping that our stories and, and we discuss will help others. So I want to cover money from three angles today. Number one, of the growing up without it, um, the things that you start to do. You see, a lot of our addiction is uh, linked to our integrity. It's linked to our values. It's linked to what we do and we don't. Um, and uh, my story is, um, my dad worked really hard. He was a door-to-door salesman. Um, he really did his level best, but we never had stabilities in income coming into the house. My mom worked a full-time job um and that pressure um those fights in the house on the lack of money and not knowing where the next meal's coming from knowing that our school fees weren't paid you start to get the shame of that not being able to buy the sports shoes that you need to to go on the field um not a dishonoring to my parents at all who both worked extremely hard it's just that that's that's what our life was out what does lack of finance do um in a home when you're a child, it teaches you to grow up a lot faster than you should. Um, I remember a neighbor that I admired down the road when we lived in Kensington, Um, they used to get pocket money and it was a rich family, gave me a racer, um, a bicycle when they got new ones. And um, my tubes popped and I didn't have the money to replace that, so I, I I put host pipe in there. And so, you know, learning innovative solutions in the midst of lack, Um, you know, uh, not having consistency in terms of food in the house. The church would drop off packages um, and so grateful for all the help that came along the way. But I think finances play a massive role in our drive and uh, what we will and won't do basically when we when we do eventually leave home and and what needs to happen. So my brother and I decided that we would not live a life of poverty. We would not um, um, be like what we grew up, um, and the surroundings of that. And so I think a lot of my addiction, once you start crossing boundaries and, and when I talk about crossing boundaries, you'll do anything to change your situation. Um, I think a lot of recovering addicts can relate to what I'm saying. Uh, the lines you begin to cross. So it's like, how am I going to never ever go through this again? How am I going to make as much money as possible? And nobody talks about money. Nobody talks about the dangers of it. I mean, never mind the lack of it. If you've got too much of it and you've got an addictive personality, you're in trouble too. So it's how much emphasis you put on it. Um, in other words, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? You know? Um, yeah, so so growing up without it um, and the anxiety of that, I'll never forget just the constant anxiety, um, the not knowing, you know, the basics, um, being able to put the basics in place in terms of just we always had a roof over our head. And yes, the food was there, but there wasn't the things for for school. There, there wasn't, um, you know, the surplus to do anything. So so coming out of that, and, and I want to talk about what drives you. And so what drove us was not the right motivator. And so my brother and I started a business. I was 20 years old. He was seven years older than me. And um, we wanted to grow it as fast as possible, and we, we we were very successful very quickly. Within three years, we were doing crazy amounts of turnover, and so back to this systemic addiction that was in place. Now you start getting the resources that can feed it, um, and back in our day, you know, cocaine being a rich man's drug, if you want to call it that, find ourselves hanging in circles where. Um, drugs were made to look romantic, okay, romanticizing about the drug you use. Um, and back in our day when we started using it was, you know, it's you only better. It's this only better. And you find a superpower for a very short period of time, um, and you start going into meetings intoxicated. You start doing deals intoxicated. Um, so you, your, your,
0: drug beca- your, your drug became your, your higher power, so to speak.
1: Your drug becomes your higher power. And, um, in, inactive addiction. Inactive addiction. And so the poverty part of it is really your mindset. Um, I really want to talk about a poverty mindset mm. because you know, there's so many teachings on being rich, being this, being that, you know none of that actually matters in life. Um but being a business guy and just talking out of that context now is yes, we've we've had massive successes, we've had massive losses. But how do you, Manage the money side of things, because there's only two references ever made that you can serve money. Money is a master, and we're talking about a higher power, and you've just mentioned it, Chris. And there's always going to be a fight between your higher power and money. And that is whether you have a lot of money and people want it from you, or you have no money, and you're living in regret and the decisions of your addiction and the money that was wasted and the, the damage that was done, you know, all of those things too are in the past. So how do we get to that place where we find this thing of contentment and um, just being healed in the space where I am now and, and having a few businesses and very grateful for that, very grateful for the gifting on my life to be able to be a business owner and have people work for me and have all those responsibilities. But I can tell you that there was a time of great success and that was the time I lost my brother is when we were making our most money. Um, and just the, the incestuous need for more. Um, it can be such an addiction because it gives you a false power. Um, it, it gives you a sense of entitlement. And really the people that got hurt on that journey, because you start to make money at people's expense and you start to, you know, you don't care anymore that the lines are, I blood! It's all about the money. It's all about how much of this and that. And I mean, quite honestly, and in and the greatest honor towards my brother is he had enough money to kill himself. That's the reality. He, yeah. You know, it, the finance was there to, to buy enough drugs to overdose. And, and so to families that are sitting in a situation where either they have money and it's, there's resources available and kids are going off the rails, drugs are involved, I really see the world of money and, and addiction Going hand-in-hand, hand, and then in the business world, the guys... i just,
0: just going to to you with that, yeah, because cool. that's a very yeah. important thing, which I know in my business, when I ran my business, how my behavior uh, became very driven by the amount of money that we were, we were winning or losing you know, or using or whatever else. Uh, even though I was, I was in remission of my addiction, it was amazing how the behavior moved over to, to my business. Uh, my moods were, uh, were dependent on how the business was running, which it was like my old days. It was dependent on what drug I was able to, to get. And with that, the behavior became very apparent for me uh, when we were pitching for a job and how I would behave when we won it and how I would behave when we didn't get it. And if we won it, it was like having a first hit of whatever drug or alcohol you were taking. Just wow, yeah, it was relief and everything was great uh, because we'd won the job. But it's also how we behave when we didn't get the job that we went through into a withdrawal uh, in exactly the same way that our, our behavior then became in the way that we'd won or lost the job. And to me, that to me was my addiction working me through my work and my behavior changed. The person I became was somebody I didn't really like because I would bend the rules, uh, because it was all about money. I would uh, have relationships with people in business because they had what I wanted from them. There was no real honest friendship or relationship. Their relationship to me was what can I get them to buy from my, from my company and my business. And to me, that is the one thing that got me more than anything else, was this fake relationships and my behavior being run by how the company did or didn't do, and to me, that is clearly where my addiction disease still is active, but I'm not, in where I am now, I'm not using chemicals or anything to, to make me feel better. Um, so yeah it, it's an interesting thing how you talked about that just now
1: so so here's the thing being in business and hanging around with successful people. I see a whole lot of guys and, and can't mention names that I know quite well that actually need rehab. They actually need the twelve step program, but money masks um addiction. You can buy yourself out of anything you can um you know bypass the processes, you can um you know buy your family gifts when you've be- when you've gone off the rails. And so that's the world that we lived in, you know, um, have, a, have a very bad uh, relapse and then take the family to Dubai on holiday, you know. So, so again, I'm not trying to have a dig at anything today. I'm just saying that money and the way you handle money is going to be a huge part of your healing because…
0: Is this part of your own experience?
1: This is part of my own experience. So and this is your story? Yeah, so this is my story. So So healing from having, I mean, my brother and I were doing crazy amounts of turnover hundreds of millions of rands, um, you know, getting the wrong people involved. You see, you carry that addictive behavior through everything. Um, then getting hurt in the relationships, then going and eventually, you know, going off on my own enough. I've got a great uh, business now and businesses in the group and great people that work for me. But what governs and helps me now to make sure that I don't have access to abuse money because money in itself is not evil. Um, you know, the love of it, if you're worshipping it and you're chasing it and, and that's the goal, that in itself is evil. And so, uh, you know, also the, the dealing with the losses of it. So getting into debt, you know, it, when you're on, when, you, when you're when using drugs, you can go buy a car and sign a 60-month contract in a moment of hype. Okay, and then wake up the next morning and realize you've made a five-year commitment. So addictive behavior in the areas of money is when you're having your highs and your lows, because that's what they are, and you've mentioned it now to be a drug, is not to make long-term decisions for short-term pleasure. Isn't that what addiction is really all about? And so, yeah, I've had to learn that through having a very de- a bad debt book, you know, debts that I went and made that I was like, come on. you know, Putting yourself out for years for a moment's pleasure. Oh. Okay, um, oh, But that's the insanity, isn't that's it? That's the insanity of it all. And all I know from my story is, um, you know, uh, at the age of 22, I was driving around in a 330 CR Cabriolet. We were making money. We didn't care how we made the money, you know, whether you buy it or keep it or strain it or wherever it came from, on the backs of whoever it came from. And um, just that image that you're trying to uphold the whole time. And I think that's what I want to just get to in this podcast is, do you, are you defined by your financial status, you know? Some people think they're in poverty. They, they're not near poverty. And why I spoke about it just now as a mindset. Just like a drug is never enough. How much money is enough? How much success is enough? You know, is big success or is healthy and small success? What, is, what does success actually look like? And if you are a recovering addict, if you're in the space of business and the world, you've got people you're responsible for. I have had to put mountains of boundaries around myself so that I stay healthy for the people that I've been given responsibility over. And that is a very real conversation. Maybe some people couldn't relate to it. They you know, you've made debt, you've been an employee, or you're just trying to keep your head above water, or maybe you are responsible for people. And how are are you and, and money buys you out of anything, you know, I mean, I can talk about my 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 BC days, 23 years old, getting arrested for being over the influence, you know, and having the money in the boot to buy my way out of that situation, buy my way out of the consequences of addiction, the consequences of um, a lifestyle that's completely out of control. And so from my reference, and I hope it's, it's useful to some people today, but, you know, being an addict in recovery and, and being healthy in the space I am now, having such stringent financial processes in place where I don't have access to any money uh, on my own because I can either be proud and tell everyone around me, well, it's got nothing to do with you. You know, um, I don't need help or I know what I'm doing or I need to say, guys, I've made mistakes in the past. I don't want to repeat them. Uh, So how do I govern the people aspect in the business over money where they are the most important thing They're the most important resource in the business. Um, And having the focus on that all of the time and also finding this thing called contentment. I know that in the space of recovering addicts and everybody we work with, they're not content. We're not content, I speak for myself. Because you've had this high life, okay, taking a drug puts you into a euphoria that is not natural.
0: I I think that's important to just verify that because you you, you talk about how addiction takes you to a high life. Uh, but I know in a lot of cases there are people who never experienced the life you've got and the high life. But in their element of high life, it can be very, very different. It's what is that high life that people are, are are living under addiction? And then what is it that they have when they come out of addiction? What high life is that about? Um, I don't know if you just want to bring that into
1: so, so, yeah, context. I mean, I'm pleased I'm not, I'm not uh, shouting here as a rich man. Um, I, I mean, my rock bottom, uh, happened some time back where I got the wrong business partners involved and it all blew up and I basically lost everything. So I went from a high life to bankruptcy and I was in a, um, basically a crack house dying. I didn't want to live just too much pressure. Every relationship around me was broken.
0: It didn't matter whether you were in the high life or the lowest part of your life, you were still uh, abusing drugs and not recognizing that that might have been the issue.
1: Yeah, so whether it's too much or a lack, it's exactly the same demon you're fighting. It's the same vicious cycle, you know. You're using to, to numb the pain of not having enough, and then you're scrambling making a plan and you you're stealing from other people, your own parents, you know. There's that side of the addiction when you hit your rock bottom. So I think what I'm trying to get at is if you're successful, be careful you don't get there because it's quick. It's a quick jump, okay? If we don't deal with the addiction, if we don't deal with the addictive behavior, the bad financial decisions happen, the the integrity drops out when we start compromising in the area of money. The addiction is out of control and it's radically out of control. And, and, and you brought that in actually in your
0: period of recovery because you've said that you don't look after the money. Um, and, you know, immediately... I, <laughs> I'm saying, well, why don't you? Do you not trust yourself?
1: So I don't trust my addiction. Uh, you know, we say Very we good. surrender. Very good. You know, step one, I am powerless, okay, to this thing called addiction. I know my behavior in the past, and so it's a humbling thing, and I think that's what I'm trying to get to. Money breeds pride, okay, whether you have a lot of it or a little bit of it, it's the one subject that when you go there, everybody in the room gets weird, all right? And money doesn't change you. Money enables you to be who you really are. And, and that's, that's the truth of the matter. So if you were always a, a bad person or an idiot, it's just going to make you a bigger one of those. Um, and, and realize that our lives... That's if you choose. That's I mean. if you choose. That's if you choose. So for me, I don't trust... I don't trust the addiction that I've beaten. I don't trust that euphoria that in the moment, because what you said, Nana, is so important. When we used to get big deals and celebrate, we've we've positioned in our minds what celebration means. So when I think success, I think we're going out tonight, guys, we're gonna go party, we're gonna go celebrate, it's gonna be champagne, roses, and you understand what I'm saying? So the way we've formulated celebration in our mind it's always linked to going and using, actually. So, so you couldn't celebrate without it. You couldn't celebrate without it, and redefining what celebration means. And I think what I'm trying to say today, I'm not trying to put myself in a position on, or say I've got money, I don't have money. I'm saying money plays a big factor. Nobody wants to talk about it, okay? Um, a lot of the, the, the addicts that you and I are helping have to go and pay back money they stole, to use because when you need your next fix, you'll do anything to get it. You'll lie to anyone, steal from anyone, beg, borrow, etc. But then I also
0: know that it's just right. It's very interesting because people spend will find any way of finding the money to score, and yet when they get an opportunity of recovery, suddenly it's a bit more difficult to find the money. Uh, not not saying that it's. I'm talking about rehabs that you charge for. People say, "Oh, I can't afford that." But yet we've been trying to afford the whole of our. Well addiction, active addiction, life, finding that money to be able to f- to feed that addiction, yet when it comes to recovery it's it 's a different scenario we, we We find it difficult all of a sudden to find something that 's going to change our lives that, that we 're going to buy into changing our lives or that we find a way of doing it with when we don 't have money, how do I get out of this? but it takes effort on both sides to be able to do it that you commit yourself that I'm, fi- I'm going to find the funds to stop or I'm going to find in myself a way to stop that I don't use again, financially positive or negative?
1: Yeah, well, the reality is money, uh, drugs cost money. You know, uh, um, if any of you are getting drugs for free, it doesn't exist. You know, it costs money. Um, but the money that you're spending on drugs, you're stealing from if you've got a family, um, you're taking food off your children's table, you're taking school clothes off their back. You're taking um, security away from your wife if you're married, whatever the situation, wife, husband. So having money, having no money, addiction, I believe, and this is where the poverty element comes in. Addiction steals. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? If you are using, if you don't want to stop using, you will, be, you will destroy everything around you, finances included. Okay, so what I've seen from my own life is when my life has been out of control, when my higher power has been the addiction and and the power I've had in finances to do it, my higher power made sure I lost those finances because that power is a dangerous power. You are buying your way out of everything and there's no integrity in that. Um, I love the saying, a man that stands for nothing falls for everything. And all I've seen and that's all I'm trying to get to today is um, a lot of guys don't want to join the program. Um, out of pride because they have finances. Just because you have money in the bank or don't have money in the bank doesn't make you a non-recovering addict or a person without an issue. And today we deal with two massive issues, two legal drugs that everyone says, well, I buy it at the bottle store. I've seen alcohol destroy more families than anything else, and it's a legal drug. Okay, And that's where the deception comes in. And now we can smoke pot and get away with it. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I smoke pots, I'm very really compass in a meeting. And I hear voices that aren't there. So I'm just saying the the whole framework that the world has put in place for us is that almost celebration and addiction, legal addiction, is attributed to success. How are you gonna change that? So for me, what is my alternative? I used to celebrate, but my celebration now looks different. Very different.
0: Okay, that's good. And I mean, if you were to now just, you know, and I get that, the celebration of success for me is is very different because it's not basically about money so much anymore. Uh, it's it's about reaching out to people and seeing their recovery, or not, but seeing their recovery and willingness to change their lives. That's that's my reward. That's my financial reward. As, apart from my counselling, which I have the privilege of being able to do, that's where I do see uh, and hear people's lives change. Uh, but I'd obviously, I'm a counsellor, so I charge for those. But the ones, funny enough, that I don't charge for the ones I get most fulfilment out of, which is phenomenal. But if I was asking you to sum up overcoming your financial lack and poverty, how would you put it in, in one sentence?
1: So obviously, we're talking to an audience. Um, these podcasts uh, are for fellow recovering addicts, families of of such, and people that want to hear our stories. I mean, that's the bottom line. What I've seen and most incredibly every single time is that if you change your behavior, um, you make yourself accountable, you get on a program, the finances sort themselves out. I've seen it time and time again where guys come in absolute distress. They've made a big, huge mess of their lives. They've made a huge mess of their finances. And I have watched In the area of losing that pride and that's what i'm talking about money comes with a sense of control and i've got it all together and when that has been ripped out from underneath you and you're willing to change your behavior i have seen restoration every single time the doors open up and let me tell you i would employ any recovered recovering addict who's far along the line because they work harder than everyone else there's an appreciation for life above everything else the reason i tell my story because the, the Bible says that the him who has been forgiven much loves much. I know how bad I was. I know how screwed up things were. I've lived in the season of using money in a negative sphere to hurt people. And now I'm trying to live in a season of using resources to help people. And that is the journey. How do I change? And every time I've seen the submission in those areas, I've been willing to talk about it. Because a lot of guys come into the room, they do not want to talk about their money because it's linked to their identity. And really... It's the one thing we should be talking a lot about because people take their lives when it gets to that point, when the financial pressure's on, when it's all gone, you know, when the money's gone, the show sings a song. Um, My wife and I have danced in the lounge a few times when we've lost everything because the reality is it can be here today and gone tomorrow, it can't be your security. And if you're using it in active addiction, you need to get team around you to help you stop. That's very good. Thank
0: you, Daniel. Thank you again. Brilliant. And uh, I know that I've learned a lot from what you're saying. It's an interesting subject. this, because Sometimes addiction isn't seen in the context of money and success and the addiction of it. Um, So, yeah, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. So that's it for this uh, episode. And thank you again for all listening. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one, which is from destroying to rebuilding. Anyway, thank you, and remember everybody, just stay safe, stay safe, and keep clean.